Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look out, it's only films that we buried with. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a piano seat upholsterer, and I love films. As Mary Curie once said, I am among those who think that science has great beauty and that Pan's Labyrinth was the best film of 2006. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. And this week, my very special guest is one of the Doctor's own companions. It's your hero and mine. It's Mandip Gill! If you've never heard the show before, subscribe and check out previous guests, including Ricky Gervais, Dominic Monaghan and Catherine Ryan, amongst many other heroes. Big news. This is your last chance to get tickets for the special live episode of Films to be Buried with at the BFI with the hilarious and brilliant Lolly Adafopi on Tuesday, February 5th. Tickets are on sale now. It's already really filling up. So hurry up, get your seats because it is bound to be f***ing wicked. I'm also doing an hour of new material at the Leicester Comedy Festival the night after on February 6th at The Cookie, so get tickets for that as well. If you do enjoy the podcast a lot and you want to support it and get more content, please come and join me over patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get up to 30 minutes of extra guest questions, videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of other stuff. From this episode alone, there are three extra questions that Mandip and I discuss, and it's really good, and you would kick yourself to miss it. And best of all of all of this, if you do become a Patreon member, you don't even have to hear this bit about becoming a Patreon member. I cut it out. You just get the episode completely ad-free and unencumbered by any of this shit. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Sorry for all the swearing. That's two swears in the intro. That's sort of not not on, is it? I do apologise. So anyway, here we go. I met Mandip when I did a guest role on Doctor Who last year and I immediately thought she was brilliant. She's so talented and she's so funny and I was absolutely delighted when she agreed to come on the show. You will hear how great she is. She's such a good actor. She's doing amazing work and she's just bloody brilliant. I hope you enjoy this. I very much did. And here we go. Episode 29 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein and I am joined by a doctor, a Hollyoker and, best of all, one of the top three current sidekicks 
of Doctor Who herself. It's an honour to have her here. Please welcome to the show, it's Mandip Gill. How are you? I am really good, thank you. What an absolute treat to have you come all the way to my house. I know, lovely, lovely uh, flat you've got. Thank you for having me. Well, you're very welcome. Came on your own on public transport. Because I've grown up like that. <laughs> Man of the people. Brett didn't offer me a car. Didn't offer a car. <laughs> and also she didn't ask for one. So <laughs> there we have it. balanced it out. Very happy you're here. Uh, we met on uh, the set of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. which you're currently in about to start series two of. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Also, after then, remember when you stopped me in Starbucks? Yes. Now, I went into Starbucks in uh, central London while Doctor Who was at the height of its time on TV. And uh, there was a girl sat in Starbucks and I thought, well, it can't be. It can't be Mandit. She's too famous to be in a regular Starbucks. Why isn't she in the members only Starbucks? And I tweeted her, you're not in a normal person <laughs> Starbucks, are you? you? And she said, where are you? And I said, I'm watching you. As I looked up, Brett yeah. was doing exactly that. And I leaned across her. When she looked up, I was actually sat at her table. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she took it very well. We had a lovely time, didn't we? It was good. So you did you did your first year. I mean, you were in Hollyoaks, which I didn't realise because unfortunately I didn't watch Hollyoaks. I'm sorry to say. But I do watch Doctor Who. But has your is it a huge difference in terms of, I mean, Hollyoaks is a big show. Watched by lots of people. But now you're doing Doctor Who. Doctor Who's fucking massive. Um, Have you felt a change? Uh, genuinely, no. I mean, Hollyoaks is massive, mm. but uh, not at all, really. The amount of people that would come up to me for Hollyoaks, I have to say, is about 100 times more. Really? So then pe- yeah, and I don't know if it's just an age thing. I think, is it just the audience that Hollyoaks had were a bit more confident coming up to you? Was it, were they just a bit younger and they'd follow us in Tesco's and stuff like that? But absolutely, like, I wouldn't realise that I'm doing a job because I get, <laughs> like, stopped that. Not that I would want it any other way. But people ask me this question all the time, assuming yeah. that it would be really crazy, and it's not. And in fact, you only get recognised by people in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, who what watch is, me in Starbucks. Yeah. What, maybe it's to do with the type of show it is, because I think Hollyoaks is like a soap, isn't it? Yeah. And, and maybe people, just a bit more, feel a bit more accessible when you're in something yeah, like that. Yeah, people think you live with them. Yeah, they do, because they'd say, like, if we were in Tesco's, they'd be like, why are you here? And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, why are you in... This was when I was playing a homeless girl, and I was like, why are you in Tesco shopping? So they must, yeah. You haven't you must got a be, fridge. Yeah, it must be right. They they think you're a real person, I guess. Yeah. And just as well, they're probably not as scared to come up to you and say, oh, I recognise you. Yeah, they feel like you're family. Also, oh, but it's also, it's a weird kind of fame that I did a short film with a man who was in EastEnders. And we were trying to film just in Fulham about five in the morning and we couldn't get this shot because everyone, but not even really, the people were actually being nice, they just... Would go, EastEnders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or oh, I have had a. Hollyoaks, yeah. I have had that a lot. Right. They don't say anything but Hollyoaks. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Doctor Who's like a, it's a classier proposition, so maybe people I, go, oh, we must have yeah, said anything. Yeah. Or as well, I, I think, you know, I have a lot of people go, is it? I can hear people go, I don't know, it looks mm. like it. Then I'll see people Googling. Because I often wear no makeup outside of work. So maybe they're like, oh no, she's like an ugly version. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the sister, the ugly sister. No, that is not true. You look, you look the same. Thanks. You're here with no makeup on. Exactly the same. I recognise you right at the door when you came at the time we said you'd come. Uh, so, have you enjoyed it, series oh, one? I've I literally, I probably have never said this statement, but it's probably been the. It is the best job yeah. I've ever had. 
it's just what you want. You want to go to work and have a laugh. And do I like jobs that are for a long period of time. I'm not so keen on joining a job for a week and then leaving. Mm. I always I always then feel like the guest and I never yeah. really fully settle and whatnot. So I prefer jobs that are long running. So for me, it's just the best job in the world. Like doing the most amazing thing. I absolutely love Cardiff. I absolutely love it. Uh, then have we, it's such a fun set, as you know. Like it's, yeah. then we have these amazing guest leads that come in and change it up, and then it's just so exciting. I, I'm so I feel so fortunate to have done it once, but then be able to do it again. I was surprised how fun it was, and what a nice what a nice time everyone was having. Like I was just like, having a really good time. Yeah. Like, and that is the, the case all the time. It's just like. I feel like I'm having a really good time. Honestly, I feel so lucky. I'd, I would be shocked if I ever worked on something that beat this. Right. Because I, I, don't, I, I don't expect anything to be as, as good as this. But it all comes from number one, right? It's because oh. Jodie's so lovely. She, just brilliant. Yeah. Not just lovely, she's absolutely hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. she sets this amazing tone of going around. She knows everyone. She knows people's families. She's buying toys for their kids. Yeah. Like, the way she goes around and speaks to everyone every day and the level of energy that she comes in with every single day for nine months is so... And the lines. Oh, my God, is so... She's so admirable. The lines. Is that a word? It, admirable? Admirable? There yeah. we go. Maybe they're just the way I pronounced it didn't sound right. <laughs> She's but very admirable. She, does, she, she sets loads of um, standards and just a, it's just a brilliant tone. And I always think I can't wait till I'm in a place where I have that sort of responsibility and I'm able to fulfil it yeah. like she does. Yeah. But it does, st- it does start nice. from Jodie. It does. She goes around and says hello to every person in the room. Not that I wouldn't. But she does it, she's so, like, confident and brave and it just feels like she's going to work yeah. with the mates. But I think you, I think every job I've done, I know it is number one. Whoever is number one in the course, that is the tone of the set. If they are nice and they make an effort and they're friendly, it's a great job. And I have and worked not, on sets where it's not, it is very different to this. Yeah. I just thought that was, the whole set was like that, but. No, it, like you from... say, it come, well, it, it was there, but yeah. I just assumed, oh, we all must be doing that. We yeah. all must be creating this sort of atmosphere, but it was there. Yeah. And it's unusual. Sadly, it's unusual. Jodie is unusual, I think. This is why yeah. I am worried that it won't happen again, because I know it's like, I've had, I've worked on so many good, like Hollyoaks was amazing. Um, I've worked on so many good sets that I just think it's not this is not the norm and I know at some point there's going yeah. to be a job where I go I absolutely love the job I just really don't like going to work it's not that fun yeah but the next job you'll be number one and you'll have taken these lessons I hope so and I'll just basically copy everything she does and stuff run about yeah right. <laughs> uh, so do, you've not done films have you or have you so I did a feature film called The Flood with Lena Headey but it hasn't come out yet oh and that was just a, a not just a, we worked on that for about three weeks, about two years ago. Right. And that was a different experience because it was so, the turnaround was so fast. Yeah. But yet I haven't Love seen it. the product. I'm so used to working on something and be like six weeks later or like with, with Doctor Who, eight, nine months later, it's on. With this feature film, I haven't seen it. I've heard amazing things about it. There's yeah. been a, a screening of it, which I didn't see. And so now I'm like, when is it coming out? When's it coming out? Is it coming out? Do you know? I think it's meant to be 2019. It's coming out. Oh, great. Um, which it was a really intense um, film. In a flood? Is there a flood? No, in it? it's about uh, the flood a it's about the the Cali jungles and, oh, and okay. um, migrants. Oh wow! Oh, it's really really sad. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm Who looking are you forward in it? to that. I play a migrant who uh, travels 
across from Pakistan over to Cali Jungle and then tries to get out of the jungle. It's got some really good acts in it. Lena Headey, Ivano, a guy called Peter Singh. But I'm just excited. But for me, I usually have seen my work by now. I'm like, all right, it's out. Everyone's over it now. Film, you never know if it will ever come out. But that is my only experience with film. Was it a nice... When you're doing something that heavy... Was it still, were we still able to have a laugh? We did because Peter Singh had worked on something uh, before and he said it was really intense set and he's a bit of a joker. So in between, he tried to be, he'd like make jokes. And I was like, it's really inappropriate. Like we've just done a massive scene about crying and everyone, the mood's down. But he just couldn't help himself. But I think that is what we needed, a bit of like relief. Whereas I was like, I would never do that. I'd like, I'd be so like aware of the mood being down here. But actually on reflection, no, we needed that. But it was a three-week intense shoot. It's not like it went on for months yeah. and months and months. And it got really... You know the film uh, Tyrannosaur? Yes. Which is, you know, one of the most depressing films I've made. Uh, Olivia Coleman says it was, they were laughing all the time between takes. Always laughing and joking, you go, yeah. Well, I think you probably... We should film those bits. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably would need to, really. If it's, yeah. if it's a long process, I think, mm. as well. But also it depends, I think, who's doing who's got the sad parts, whether it's them that's doing the joking. If it's them that's doing the sad parts, yeah. and then they're the ones messing about, cool, you can go along with it. Yeah, but I don't, it's I think got to it, go it, off them, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, for me, if I, like, I wasn't the one crying yet in the middle, I'm like, right there, and you know, do a bit of stand-up comedy. Yeah. I just think that's a bit unfair, that. Uh, something else I want to ask you, before mm-hmm. we get bang into all this, is what, so you were making Doctor Who, and as you well know, now the sort of dust has settled, and I believe it has been an unqualified success, I think. It's been very good ratings and everyone yeah. loves it, critically acclaimed, etc. You've all come out of it very, very well. But while you were making it, there was a lot of controversy. And uh, Did you feel any of that pressure or were you just sort of locked away? And Not at the beginning, not in the middle. We was in this bubble where you're just yeah. making it and you just, in a way, you just assume it's going to do well because it's got a massive mm. like following anyway. I think towards the end, I was like, oh my God, what if I single-handedly take down this whole thing? <laughs> I actually started to think, what if we just ruined 55 years of a yeah. show? And, but it only came right at the end, which luckily that for us, because that could have played on mine the whole time. But honestly, we were just wrapped in a bubble the whole yeah. time, just doing this really good show. It's got loads of like money, loads of, people, loads of fans already. We've got an amazing cast. It's going to be, oh, we're going to do so well. They're going to love us. Then it got to the end and I was like, what if we're the series that stops it? And you are, yeah, and you were so, you are so cut off there where the set is in the series and you told it's amazing removed. work yeah, and yeah. you're seeing it and going this is brilliant yeah this is absolutely brilliant but it's for a very specific audience who've been watching it for years and are very opinionated how was it when you went to comic-con the first one for, for me personally it was not as overwhelming as i thought it was going to be right i think i was nervous about doing the whole hitch but i hadn't Prior to that, I hadn't done a lot of... Um, How big is it? How many people are in? I think there's like 7,000, but you can't see them because it's dark. What? They put the lights up, you see them for a second, then they put the lights down, you can only see two what? rows. But I think I, w- I was nervous because I hardly, up until then, I'd hardly done anything as myself. I'd hardly done yeah. any interviews, so I was nervous about that. I just, before I got on the stage, I was like, just deep breathe, deep breathe. Jodie, started, Jodie and Chris Chibnall got a lot of the questions, so there was time for me just to breathe and go, yeah. look, they're just speaking normally. They're just people we can't see past two rows yeah. and then after then it was fine I realised they weren't against us I thought it was going to be a quiz 
Yeah. I thought they were going to be like, who's your favourite doctor? What's your favourite monster? And then we were told what we're not allowed to say. So then he was always really nervous about, God, what if I say something I'm not? And we're always yeah. looking at each other. And it weren't like that. They they were really... They're on your side. They're on your side. Yeah. And actually, Chris Chidmill and Jodie got a lot of the questions. Right. They were a lot about the writing and what it felt like to be the first woman. So they were, it, it weren't as intense as I thought it was going to be. And nor was the week. We were so looked after. And they'd scheduled it in such a way that we, we weren't having heavy days. Well, Jodie was, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't having heavy days. So I think it didn't turn out to be... Was what it I fun? Yeah, it was. It was it really was fun. High, right. I mean, we just got... To, we didn't see very much of San Diego. We got taken around, driven around a lot of places. There were loads of people out in cosplay. There were signs everywhere. We even went into, like, the convention hall and walked up to... Like, Jodie had had this big, like, Lego figurine oh, yeah. of herself. And it weren't mental. Like, we had security guards and stuff like that, and they're right. like... Excuse me, excuse me, coming through. And I was like, we literally like no one's trying to get to us. No, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe next year, if we go again this year, so should I say, yeah. it might be a different experience because yeah. people know who we, we are. Whereas last year they didn't. They know who Jodie is and they yeah. know the show, but they weren't familiar with us. Oh, exciting. So it was, it was exciting, but not as intense as one would think. Yeah. Whereas I think this year, I still wouldn't be as nervous though. Because I've realised now they they ju- they're just interested. Yeah. They they want to know what it feels like to be a part of the show, not like how did you get it? Why did you get it? It's not that. <laughs> oh, is that what you thought they'd be? Yeah, like? it'd be like, well, why what did you, you get it? it? Yeah. Why did you uh, get it? What did you, what do you have to offer? What did you bring to the character? But it's uh, not. It's like how how amazing is it working on like what was the first time on the TARDIS like? That's funny stuff? you think that that that's your fear because the thing I always think's interesting when when you get like. I've had it on when when you're at a, like a, a film premiere and that you get asked a question and they always ask you like what drew you to this part or something like that and I always want to go they offered it to me I I auditioned <laughs> I and I got it but like as in it wasn't like oh I had twenty five parts to choose from <laughs> yeah, and right. I chose this one you're right you're right what offered? it's like well I had no way not, my agent they never go what are you doing there how did you get this part they're always going why did you choose this part and you always want to go I, t- I mean. There was no choices. But you can say that. I have found that people that are really honest. It doesn't... It's not saying anything about the project that you're doing. You wanted to do that project, hence the reason why you Yeah, audition. there are things I've said uh, no to, yeah. but there's nothing where I've gone... But at the same time... Gone, can I... I do that, please? <laughs> and they've gone... No. Well, yeah, OK. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like, that is the case sometimes, is... Well, I auditioned for it, so... Yeah. I wanted to work. I hadn't worked that year. And yeah, it was a exactly. good project, and then I got it, and Cosmo yeah. was here, yeah. I sort of needed to pay some rent. I would love to say that on the red carpet. Yeah, I was really, was hungry. And they got great food on set. What was this? I said that once. Did you? I think I actually said it in the audition for Doctor Who. They was like, oh, so did you enjoy that? I was like, yeah, and I just was really looking forward to some good catering. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded like a proper fatty. <laughs> you like films? So, yes. disclaimer. Go on. I watch films. Good. I... So we used to have a news agents that had a video shop in, and by that I just mean like there was some shelves with lots of videos. I on know them. exactly what you mean. And uh, you know we'd send them back and we'd get new ones. So growing up, we I watched a lot of films that I probably shouldn't have watched at that age. But I think because we watched so much, because I'm one of seven kids, right? Wow. And we'd always watch films. What number are you in the seven? Six. Wow. So I'm watching things at three or four. <gasps> the others are thirteen. They're like thirteen. Right. So my big sister's like thirteen. At the time. So I, I don't know if that's a reason, but because I'd watched so many, as soon as I got to about, we moved that out of that shop. I got yeah. to about 11. 
I hardly ever watched any films or at least didn't stay awake for any films until I was about 20, 21. Wow. And it's only been in the last few years when I've got my uh, cinema pass that I have been going to watch things that I wouldn't watch because ordinarily I wouldn't pay to watch, but I'm thinking, oh, it's, I'm using my cine, cine pass, so it's fine. What, I what can cine walk pass out. you got? Cine World. Me too. Because, Cheers. <laughs> just, just because whenever I've moved, they, that's the one that's been mm. uh, around. Because I wouldn't have used a Cine World normally. It's yeah. like, oh, do you know of you to me? But wherever I've moved, in like London and now gone to Cardiff, it's uh, I like Cine, a cine World. World. I like Cine World. They're really clean. So clean. The popcorn isn't the best, but the Tango Ice Blast Where's one. Odeon, oh, it's really yeah. sweet, isn't it? Odeon's the best popcorn. Odeon's the best. But cine the Tango World. Ice Blast in the in the Odeon isn't as good. Yeah. But now they've both changed to no sugar, so they're both. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Odeon, if we could have unlimited Odeon popcorn at the Cine World. Yes. But with the ice blast from with the, ice the Cine blast. World. Yeah. Yeah, you can keep the ice blast where it is. Yeah. So that's my disclaimer, yes. is you said You've you not love seen anything films. after you were 11, so between 11 like and 20. So I like films, and I watch films, and I watch a lot of films yeah. uh, to say, I don't like that, or I do like that, or I don't agree. I often don't agree with the critics, and I think yeah. it's because I'm only watching it to be entertained and maybe just, like, take me away for two hours of my life or teach me yeah. something new. I don't need a film to change my life, whereas I think when Great. someone's reviewing it, if it doesn't give them a lot of stuff or a lot of answers, they're like, well, that's not good. There's, there's holes in it, there's this, but it takes so much to make a film. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and like, you can have the most amazing actors and DOP cameramen. If the writing's not that great, yeah. it's not a great film, but everyone else is brilliant in it. But it's so easy for people to say, oh, the whole thing's shit. Yeah. It takes so, so long as well in the process of... Listen, two years ago you made The Flood, it's still not out. See? It's hard. It's hard That's, out there. So I don't often say films are bad. I always go... Good. I always go, I find something. Go, the acting were good. It was just, yeah. I didn't like it. Well, this show is a, is, a, is a pro film, so I think you'll be all right. Yes, but there's probably a massive gap where you're like, sorry, dude, like you've gone yeah. right from like the 80s. What happened in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. What happened to the 90s? You never saw Con Air? There's loads of things. Like, sorry. the fact that I'm doing this... Lots of people find it hilarious. They're like, I oh, cannot yeah. believe that you've been asked to do it. And I said, look, I said to him, I, I, I enjoy watching films. I'm not a f- filmmaker. That's all you need. And they was like, no, no, but you, I watch a film. I've watched a film with Jodie and the next day she's quoted it back and I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Why is she saying them stuff to me? <laughs> so I'm not one of those people that can quote films. Hmm. I've forgotten to tell you something. Yeah. And it's quite bad that I've forgotten to tell you it. And I should have told you when you got here. And I feel awful. I'm scared. Because I know what you're like and you're probably worried about it, but I'm just going to have to say it. It's really bad and I should have said it at the door. <laughs> I should have said it day one. But I you knew it. I was really nervous at the door. I knew you were nervous. I'd probably held off, but uh, I'll just say it. Ah, oh, fuck it. All right. Sorry. But uh, you, you've died. You died. That's okay. Is it? Yeah. Oh, phew. Yeah, I was yeah, worried. Yeah, yeah. I'm not scared of dying. Oh, really? No. How did you die? So... <laughs> this might make me sound a little bit, okay. but on a daily basis, I die about ten times in my head. Go on, please. So, and it's normally from very normal things that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. It just went a little bit wrong. Okay. And so, how I died in the end was I was just making a cheese and pickle sandwich. Yeah. And a bit of pickle fell on the floor, yeah. and I slipped, and the knife penetrated my eye. Oof. But there was no one else in. Yeah. And then I bled to death. 
Out your eyeball. Yeah. So it's a normal thing that can happen. Did you slip on the pickle? On the pickle. She didn't, did you know the pickle would be on the floor? No, 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 no. I just turned around a little bit. You're making a cheese and pickle? Yeah. You're making a sandwich, knocked a bit of pickle, you turn around to eat it. Just to put the knife back in the thing. I've slipped and then the knife, I've slipped and the knife's gone straight in my eye. Yeah, I've slipped on my back, pickle. The knife's gone straight in my eye. And no one's about. No one's about. And I'm kind of like pinned to the floor. Oh, it's gone right through. Yeah, so I use a big knife like that. So not to. bled. Bled today. Right. But that's fine. So, hang on. I mean, I've got two questions. Well, one is, so 10 times a day you die. You mean as in, because you think, oh, I could have died then. Yes. I could have dropped that knife through my eye. You're imagining gruesome deaths all all day. All the time. And I thought it was normal until someone said, (laughs) that's really intrusive thinking. I was like, what do you mean? It's normal. I I literally die. If I slip a little bit or buckle, I've gone over on my ankle. I've broken my ankle. Trains come over my head and all my family like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you were so... Loved. Well, you know, when... I don't I don't think they'd say, oh, my God, she was so, like, funny and she was so... Everyone loved her so much. I don't think it'd be that. It'd be like... What do you think they'd say? I think they'd just be like, oh, yeah, she, she was weird. Right. I don't think... It, you know when you see people who've passed away in their family, <laughs> like, oh, my God, she was the happiest, yeah. bubbliest person. It's not that I'm not happy and bubbly. I just yeah. don't think... I think they'd go, she was a weirdo anyway. But that's why she died by pickle. Well, yeah. So you have these fantasies of death, and it goes quite gruesome when you guys all the way through to your family sitting around going, she was weird, wasn't she? We're glad she's she's been run over by that train <laughs> on her head. And then at what point, this fantasy that you have, is it disturbing or is no. it like you just, you're just watching it like a little sketch? Yeah, so why I think it's okay that it happens 10 times a day is because I run it through... Yeah. And then I don't, I'm not scared of dying or I don't stop making cheese and pickle sandwiches. I just accept that that was a thought that went through my head. And probably in about an hour and a half time, yeah. I'm going to have trapped the laptop on my fingers. The fingers will have come off and now I've got no fingers for and the day. And gangrene. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think I'll just let it run through and just go, you're a weirdo. Right. And that's it. But you're a weirdo, the but in the I... voice of your entire family. <laughs> all of them, she was a weirdo. Yeah. But... Now I've started voicing it to people. Yeah. It, they're like, that's so weird. But I'm just like, it is what I've done it for. I, I don't You're know any different. Well, I didn't know any different. I thought everybody thought, you know, what it is, mm. is my mind goes straight to the, oh my God, what? Because it's not, don't come from nowhere. Yeah. It's like if I nearly trapped my fingers in the door. Yeah. My head just goes, oh my God, if you hadn't have moved your fingers, you would have trapped your fingers in the door and you would have been stuck. They would have fallen off and you would have been a person with no fingers. I get, I do get that, but not ten times a day. I've had it like as in if I've nearly missed a car. Well, I hopefully have missed a car. <laughs> but then I think, oh my God, I could have hit that car. And that's as far but, as it goes. But I don't think I get all the way to a funeral and my family talking about how weird I am. But it seems like disturbing. I mean, it sounds disturbing, but you're not disturbed. You're just well, like, it didn't, it didn't, I think it doesn't affect me. It doesn't, I don't do anything different. I don't go... I don't carry anything out. I don't stop. Do you know what I mean? I don't stop going in a car. But do you know, every time I get in a car, I've gone, I'm driving down the motor and I'm like, oh my God, the car slipped on oil. I've yeah. blown up. There's fire everywhere. I tried to get out and I've died. Yeah. And then that's it. I'm still driving and I will still drive on a motorway. And I just think, <laughs> maybe there's just, it's just too much going on in my head. If the makers of Final Destination are looking for new writers, yeah, I've got I loads. might send them. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Episode. Loads you, of really like effed up. Do you think that uh, if, say, and I'm not at all suggesting you have therapy, but if, <laughs> say, 
if, say, a doctor or someone, a magician, <laughs> could come to you and could say, through a little bit of work, I could take that away from you. I could take away yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. where you think about 10 times a day about increasing depth. Would you go, no, thanks? No, I would say thank you, yeah. Oh, you would? Yeah, yeah because I didn't know be only in the last year that I've voiced it where people yeah. go, that's not normal. Because prior to that, I didn't, one, I didn't say it, but two, I just thought... Everyone goes to the extreme, yeah. don't they? Surely they do. Like, I'm so PG, I'm so scared of the police. Like, anything in my head. Mm. If I go through a red light, that's it. I'm in prison, people are going to have to try and help me get out. Right. I always go so extreme. And it's only when I've started going, oh, yeah, like, a minute ago, I just thought about myself being mugged, and they're like, what? Right, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. So if somebody came along now and said, <clears throat> we could stop that. Yeah. Then I'm up for it. Okay. Yeah, I don't need them. I don't need these thoughts. Do you want to tweet us at Films We've Buried With? <laughs> You'd like to uh, remove these, these you can, terrible, you terrible can. thoughts I've looked, that aren't bothering her. When someone said, oh, they're intrusive thoughts, I looked on the internet and you can, like, you can try and nip them in the bud as they start. What, and just, like, go, pickle, dead, move on. <laughs> not, not follow it through. <laughs> I nearly spilled my tea everywhere. <laughs> Not follow it through to the funeral and the family. Pickle slip. Pickle dead. Okay. Oh, move on. Eat it. You could rewrite it then. Just pickle slip. And pickle you're fine. slip. Oh, fine. 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 Eat my sandwich. Oh, happened to have strapped a, a cushion to my bum. <laughs> Fell on the floor on the cushion. I'm not even for. Most people would hold on to the side. Pickle slip. Hold on. Hold That's on. It. Done. Rewrite. Hold on. I like this. Pickle. Pick it up. That's on it. the motorway, oh, skidded on some oil, did a full 360, carried on, it was quite exciting. There we go. That might be what I should... Right, shall I start trying to do that? Yes. Trying to rewrite the ending? Yes. Right, okay, I'll tell you how I get on with that. Oh, I mean, we're really salvaged here today. <laughs> um, so you think about death all the time, but you're not essentially worried about it. And do you think there's an afterlife? I don't think you go to nothing. I just think we're made up of energy. We are a certain weight. And the weight apparently stays the same in Earth. So we can't just disappear. Yeah. We must, our cells must stay somewhere. So whether that be our soul. But then I started to get a bit weird and thought, what if our cells just like, say you cremated and they burn and then they just get stuck to the floor or the lamppost. But you're still here. Yeah. You're still here because we weigh something. You can't get rid of that. So you think bits of you are stuck to lampposts? Yeah. <laughs> Looking about, are you all right on this? No, I think you'd like you're not you're you're an energy then, so you're at like a good energy or a bad energy, but you're just stuck to bits and pieces of flowers. So you're powering the lamppost in that case. Yeah, you're somewhere. You're somewhere. But I have been through loads of different versions prior to um, one of my cousins passing away, where they were probably like a bit nicer to think about. I think before she passed away. Yeah. I probably thought there was an afterlife and our souls would live on and we'd stay with our families and we'd just do it all over again. And then that her passing changed my whole life and I just went, what if I'm just a cell that gets stuck to a, a lamppost? Stuck to a lamppost. But it's fine because we're still here. Yeah, but not, are, are we conscious on this lamppost? No, I just think you're like a fizzling little bit of energy right. and you're in the sky and you could get stuck to a little flower that you fly off and... Just moving about the place. Yeah, just some sort of energy. Well, I've got good news. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find this good news. <laughs> there is an afterlife, and you're not just stuck on a lamppost. <laughs> There's a heaven, a Boom. whole heaven. And uh, it's great. Everyone's nice. No one has horrific death thoughts all day. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, and there's no pickle in sight. <laughs> no pickles anywhere. No motorways, no lampposts. You're just floating about like a flower, but happy and having a chat. And uh, everyone there are obsessed with films, even the films of the 90s that you missed. And all they want to do is know about your life through film. And the first thing they ask you is, what is the first film that you remember seeing? Okay, one of the first. Okay. So there's a few yeah. and, and they differ massively. But one of the first films I remember watching is Bambi. Great. Like everybody else, I think, we were we watched loads of Disney films. Yeah. Particularly me and my brother and sister, who are the youngest three. <laughs> we had like whole like sets where you'd open up the case and then they just the yeah. book deep their uh, videos were just lined up. Do you think that perhaps you have horrific de- death uh, fantasies all day because the first film you saw was Bambi? Well, until where you just, just said a, it... Where just a nice run in the woods ends in a That's shotgun. what I mean. Until you said it, then I didn't think... Yeah. I think maybe that's where it stems from because the other first film I remember watching yeah. was things like Silence of the Lamb, <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And so now... Okay, Silence of the Lamb, Nightmare on Elm Street and Bambi... Is why you are. <laughs> the way. But because I was watching it with my siblings who are much yeah. older, it was right for their age. Yeah. Just probably wasn't right for our age. But if someone's crying saying, I want to stay up, I want to stay up, I want to call just stay up and watch it and look what happens. Yeah. Look how you turned out. So. Lovely. There we have it. Turned out lovely. Maybe I should have watched something, a different Disney film. Bambi's a tough one to start with. For yeah, sure. but I think maybe I didn't pick up on it back then. Yeah. Only, Do you remember how old you were? Were you like four? Oh, like four, yeah, okay. yeah, really little. So I probably didn't, I probably just thought it looked nice and it was really cute and there's just a little deer yeah. with his mum. And there's Tampa. Yeah, all, that was all probably cute. It's probably only now you've just said it where I go, mm, yeah, it was quite... But, but kids watched that, wasn't it, for kids? Yeah, it was for kids. Disney for... obsessed with killing off a parent. See? They're, but it's just teaching yeah. us about real life. Yeah. Just quite early on in a gruesome way, it's fine. Yeah. Uh... Maybe why I'm not scared of death. You don't see the mother's death in Bambi, but you hear it. It happens off camera. And then... Uh, well, also, we know we don't have a mum as well, so... Well, we know that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So even if I didn't see it, I still know... Yeah. Something bad happened. Something happened. <laughs> but it was quite cute. I remember watching it then and not thinking any of these things. Mm. Just it's quite cute. He just he can't stand up on the eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's sweet. Let's watch it again tomorrow and the day after. <laughs> Everyone's just, crying in the middle. Yeah, what are you crying about? Ignore that noise where she dies. <laughs> look, look, you can't get on the eyes. <laughs> What's that big shotgun noise? It's more ice, ice cracking. It's just some ice cracking. Uh, wow, that's not... And you, did, did you watch it like all seven of you together? Sort no, of I think that was one, I have to say, I think that was just one that we would just wake up and put on. Right. We knew how to put it in the DVD, in the... What's the youngest yes. after you, this number um, seven? What's that's my brother, difference? and we're only like, I am 30, he's like 29. Okay. So we're really close in age. But that was just, the whole Disney collection was something we would just put on all the time. We had Disney sing-along as well. Oh, yeah. So they were just always on, but it was on a night time when we'd choose one from the shop. Okay. And then it turned into Nightmare on Elm Street, that kind of stuff, Silence of the Lambs, all that weird stuff. And was your mum and dad aware of all this? Yeah, and but they didn't watch mind. it with us. No, oh, right. no. Where was this? What, what part of the... Um, Leeds. Leeds. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't think it wasn't a problem and isn't a problem. It's when it's now as an adult. If there's a kid in the room, you would never put that on. Yeah. You would never... Now I'd be like, oh I my God, they can't watch it. But yeah. we, all, we, did all, all, we all did it. Yeah. All my friends have watched it. You just said you did it. It was just 
it was kind of normal. We're fine. fine. But when you do it now, you think, God, I could put that on in front of a four-year-old. It's weird, isn't it? Maybe it's just a thing that we did back then. Maybe we didn't know the... Well, what the effects of what? Now <laughs> like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely don't do it. Don't do it. Interesting. Oh, you didn't go to the cinema much when you were young. Was this no. always videos? This was always videos, actually. Right. I, re- I thought about this yesterday. And the first time I remember going to the cinema, I could be wrong, but this is just what I remember. I was about eight and we went to a summer club at the school and they took us for our first cinema trip. And then after then, we would go with my auntie and uncle to the cinema. But I remember yeah. being quite big by the time I'd first got got there. And I remember I can't remember what film it was, but I remember the film that we'd seen, we'd already watched out at home. Okay. It was just like a rerun of it. But we didn't need to go to the cinema when we had a yeah, constant yeah. supply of videos. Yeah, okay. So you don't remember being like, oh, wow, I love the cinema. No. It's like, this is annoying, I have to leave the No, house. but I never, I did, I've only recently liked the cinema. Mm. I didn't, I didn't go very much in my 20s. 20s. It weren't a thing. You know when people get excited about cinema or going to cinema tonight? Yeah. That's only just started happening. Was it only once you discovered the Tango Ice Blast? Oh, my God. But then they took the sugar out and I've stopped doing it now. Right. Because it doesn't taste Back the same. Back to videos for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm falling asleep. So if I watch something at home, I'll always fall asleep. Yeah. But not in the cinema. Good. Uh, what is the film that scared you the most? Okay, there's loads of things that are scary, right? There's loads of films that I watch. But what, what I'm going to say for this one is there's yeah. a film called The Impossible. Yes. About the tsunami. the tsunami. Have you seen it? With Tom I'm, try, I'm hoping to think... I'm trying to find a film that you haven't seen. No, I keep thinking all oh, my film. shit choices you're going to say, oh, no, I've not seen that. What the hell is that? <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> With Tom Holland. Spider-Man's yeah. in it. Yeah. Naomi Watts. Well, I just thought Naomi no one had seen it apart from me. No. And that's going to be controversial that I've said that's the scariest film I've seen because I've seen loads of films. Mm. I've seen The Ring. You know, I've seen all of them stuff. Yeah. But it was a real threat and that's what I think was really scary. Yeah. Was just the fact that it was based on true events and the water coming up like that, I just, the thought of being that big and a massive wave coming up and there's nothing you can do yeah. is petrifying because I can't swim. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. Well, I can with one arm, but the other one didn't really do it properly. And so What's wrong with the other arm? I don't know, I just don't go around properly. I just don't think I've been taught properly how to swim. And so now it's like a, a I've retaught myself, but not properly. Um, for the listeners at home, you just did breaststroke yeah, in did. the air. If yeah. you did that in the water, that's it. That's but then I'm... why does my neck hurt in the water? And why is like one arm... Don't, the whole time. But one arm doesn't feel like it goes up like properly. You've got to put, keep your head down. See, look, you are holding the water differently already straight away. Put your, I will like that. To, Hold it together. Hands together, then... Then. This come what? up, then go down, oh, put I your head in. Oh, I don't get in the water. I don't get in water, Oh, that's part of the problem. <laughs> part of the problem is you're not in water. <laughs> Just on my bed like that. That's what's making it difficult. You're pressing your arm against a wall in your bed Stop when it. you're doing swimming. Okay. Solving so many problems here. Oh, my God, really? Uh, yeah, The Impossible. It's really good. It's uh, J.A. Bayona, who, who made Jurassic uh, World 2 and who made uh, A Monster Calls. you've got a really good memory. Like, I could have watched a film yesterday and I will, would have no idea about, like, what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you do. It's good that you've remembered Bambi. Yeah, just uh, about. It's good, The Impossible. And it's got a great it's scene. It's really good. Where you and McGregor calls home and he cries and he ha- he's borrowed a phone. Do you remember that scene? No. He's borrowed a phone. I watched it yesterday and I won't remember it. <laughs> he's borrowed a phone and he co- hit off someone and he calls home to say that he's alive but that he hasn't found the wife and kid yet. And he cries and it's awful and he hangs up and he hands it back to the guy 
and he's with this group of people and they say, call back. I always remember that and it's not even your choice of film. Because it's a very movie, it's like a great scene. He gets like a second chance to say, sorry, I was such a state, I love you, everything's, you know. I just just remember going, oh my God, that water. (laughs) Yeah, big water. Oh, wow. And when they're just getting smashed about and holding on to pieces, he's hurt his yeah. leg, and then they're in the hospital at the end. That was the scariest movie because it was a real threat. Yeah. And yes, I get scared by people knocking on people's windows in the dark and chasing them with knives. Like I do get scared, don't get me wrong. Like I often watch films like that, like with between my fingers. Yeah. Or I'll watch a film and watch the corner of it because I can hear the music changing yeah. and I'm going... Oh my god, something's gonna happen. Just watch the corner of the screen and then I'll go, wow, the costume was so good. Wow, wow, the set's really good. I wonder if the t- cameraman thought of that. Or is, is it cameraman tired? I've got to t- yeah. do that kind of talking to myself. Um, so they're all scary, but something that could really happen. Mm. And that was so well acted for me. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Do you uh, have death fantasies about tsunamis as well? So I went to Sri Lanka to work. And we was in a little hut that had, like, massive windows. And in Sri Lanka, they have really, like, choppy seas, like, quite dangerous. They've had a tsunami there. And from the, like, the edge of the water, I could just see it, like, these massive waves. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen to me. It's impossible. And I just stood there and watched it get bigger and bigger. And then it disappeared. But they were absolutely, they are massive massive yeah oh the waves are absolutely huge like the locals people surfing no the locals were like even we don't get in there if there's a red flag up which is all the time don't go in but sri lanka is absolutely beautiful apart from the waves big old waves what was the work was that the um i did good cam hospital which is an itv drama that was nice very nice i mean going to sri lanka is brilliant getting paid (laughs) that's not a bad way to live uh what is the film that made you cry the most Okay, so I'm not a crier at films. Okay. I never was as a kid. I never was as a... The very few that I watched as a teenager, I wasn't a crier. Um, and then I watched Notebook at about 20. Bloody hell. And this is when you first got back into back films. Back into films. Oof. But I'm glad, I'm glad that I felt something because I was like, why is everyone crying? Why is everyone... Think, things are so beautiful and I don't. And then I just cried and I just thought, it's so beautiful. It's yeah. so... It's just so ra- romantic and... She thought it was just so lovely and realistic. Yeah. I can't remember how long it had been out at that time, but it still just held its own. And now I don't really cry at films. I don't yeah. even think I'd cry at The Notebook. I think, you know what I do cry at? What? <laughs> Things like X Factor stories. Okay. So, like, when someone's like, oh, my God, like, like I'm doing this for my mum and, you know, she's had a tough life and I, and I, I get really upset. Yeah. Like, maybe because it's real. So you'll only cry now if at the end of a sequence, take that kicks in. You and me, we can shine like <laughs> I a star. Gulp. Then you cry. I gulp. Because yeah. I can need to stop. Where is it a film? Do you know what I mean? I if just... a film doesn't end with a take that montage. That's it, it's not happening. It. I think for a film as well, I know that they're acting. I know that they're me. And they're doing a really good job. Mm. And I completely appreciate it. But I know that you're acting. Right. I know that you're acting. And I think it's really good that you can cry like that. But I also know it's acting. It's a shame. Yeah. So when well, was no, the last I, time you were moved by a film? I just think films are lovely, but I'm not, like, moved by you. <laughs> you, you are absolutely fascinating. <laughs> I, I think they're really nice and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's really sad, actually. If that happened in real life, that'd be really sad. If, it, you listen, know, if it's from the X-Factor, I will be... <laughs> yeah. 
This would be really sad. If someone went on the X Factor and went, I'm doing this for my wife, she and has then, dementia, she can't remember anything. Yeah, and then Ollie comes in, then I absolutely would be in pain. <laughs> like these beautiful films, yeah. like About Time. Oh, my God, that was a wreck. Yeah, that was, a great, that was lovely. And I was like, oh, my God. if this you didn't was, cry? Yeah, no. What? No, you do. I, you know when people cry at cinema, yeah. I'm like nudging the other person, going, oh, my God, look, that lass is crying. <laughs> I've never had a cinema But I'm not laughing at the person. I think it must be so lovely to be uh, that moved by something, to be that open to a film that you start crying. The thing is, I think there's so much going on in your head, you probably do have to protect yourself a bit because you're too busy imagining... (laughs) I'm dying in the cinema. cinema. If I go for a Tango Ice Blast and I fall down the stairs. (laughs) In front of everyone and the straw goes through my skull. (laughs) Up my nose. Yeah. I'm like... Popcorn in my mouth (laughs) and eyes. And no one notices. Oh, God. Because they're so engrossed in the moving film. It's so, it's so many tears in the eyes I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what is a film that most people say is bad? It's sort of critically, people don't like it, but you're like, I love it. I don't <coughs> care what you say. Brett, I have to be honest, yeah. I didn't know this film was classed as being bad. <laughs> Go on. Until yesterday. Perfect, then. It's what called it? Vacation. With Ed Helms. Oh. And Christina yes. Applegate. I didn't I thought we all just knew it was brilliant. Uh weirdly, it's come up a couple of times on this where, where people have said it's one of the funniest films ever, but it's definitely not considered good. Why? I, I, I was no, so I shocked when I saw on Rotten Tomatoes it didn't yeah. do very well. I couldn't un- I couldn't understand. And this is why I never go and see a film based on what Rotten Tomatoes have said. Yeah, good. Um because who didn't find that funny? I find it absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Like, when he puts, like, the bag over his brother's head when he's floating out the window and he can't breathe, it's just shit like that. Even his dad just trying to get... Have you seen it? His dad just trying to get into this car and it just... Oh, the buttons are going wrong and <laughs> shit. I love that you love that. That's great. But I thought everyone did. Well, to be fair, everyone on the, who's brought it up on this podcast has brought it up because they love it. But but it's not, not funny. That's what I don't understand. It's not like cringe. Critics never like comedy, though. They don't really like comedies. That's the problem. They very rarely like comedy. I don't know why it is. Well, maybe they need to Lighten get a personality. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You can't just go, oh, well, like, films serve different purposes and one's, like, entertainment, relief, to teach you something. It's not... It, not film doesn't always have to... Mm. Like, change your perception on something or teach you something. Sometimes you want to see someone with a bag yeah. over their head being hung out a window. Sometimes you want to see their brother, like, <laughs> put a bag over his head and then pull it really tight. It's, I think, now I think about it, after yesterday I was like, is it just stupid? But I, I know every time I've watched it with my nephew, we have laughed That's so great. much at the same bits. And it's done its job. I mean, there are other funny films, but I've put them in different categories. Great. Great answer. Really nice. Perfect. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh... What is a film you used to love? Used to love it. You watched it recently and you've gone, oh, shit, this doesn't hold up at all. So there's nothing that I don't love, love. Oh, my God, I absolutely love a film. And then I've watched it back and gone, what? Mm -hmm. For this, I'm going to answer with Jurassic Park because I realised how good it was. Yeah. And then when you watch it, the dinosaurs are just not good enough for now. But they were for then. Mm. Oh, you don't agree? (laughs) He's not happy with this answer. I think, I, well, just because I suppose the CGI is this one, that's is dated, all it is. But I never like C- I never like CGI, so I feel like it's as bad as it ever was. I feel is. really shit. But it's a great film. No, it is a really good film. And there are lots of puppets in it. No, it's a really, really good film. Yeah. I, I've just gone. I've taken the question as what you couldn't. Wa- I couldn't watch it now and go, oh "My God, that's a brilliant film!" And how the hell did they figure out that these these uh, yeah. dinosaurs would last? But it's just technology's got better. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, we're going to look at Doctor Who in 30, 40 years' time and go, wow, they, like, really was scared of that patine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it just, that is just, that's the, that's the reality of it. It's not yeah. like it's not a good film. It's the only answer I could think of where that I That is go, a fair answer. I wouldn't you... look, I wouldn't look at it now and go, that's brilliant. We're just talking about the special effects. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Not the story. The, you know, there'll probably be, if I thought about it, there may be one with a story where I go, that's just ridiculous and it doesn't stand up. But I'm going... I'm sorry that um, that you realised it had made me sad. <laughs> it made you, like, you were proper smiling, smiling, vacation's a good answer, and then you just went, oh, my God, get out. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't angry, it was sad. I felt sad. Yeah, but nothing to do with the film, just the just okay. the effects. And, okay. you know, everything gets better, so... Yeah, okay, so we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's all right, Jurassic Park's all right. Okay, I'm going to allow it then for that reason. Um, now, what is, it's my favourite question, I always say that, but it is, what is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily because the film itself is amazing, but because of the memory you associate with seeing that film. Might have been a first date, might have been the day you got a job, might have been the day someone died, but you will always remember that film because of this event. Well, disclaimer alert, my memory is shocking. Yeah. So if I've remembered anything, it, it's got to have been... <laughs> It's going you know, big. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's impactful because I, I just can't... When you say first dates, did you go to cinema? I can't remember. I can't even remember yesterday. I don't remember how I got here. So remember when I said there's a big Yeah, you got it by a car my... I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then got hit by it as I got out. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Remember there was a massive chunk of my life where I didn't watch films. So this film that I've, I've thought about yeah. is really recent and it's a quiet place. Go on. Right, so the film is brilliant. Brilliant film. So, But it was about the experience, you said, didn't yes, you? Yes, yes. And I noticed that people in the cinema and theatre talk. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you think you can go into a dark room and start talking. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't even know where it came from. Agreed. Like, didn't we used to be quiet in the cinema? We used to yeah. whisper. Just if you talk in the cinema, you're, you're, you're scum. But now you just... There's just scum everywhere. Just talking and talking. And, you know, we have older people who are having a little talk and that yeah. what... Someone's phone goes off. We've just had a little advertisement about turning your phone off. Yeah. And so for me, a quiet place, right? Yeah. Brought that experience back of being quiet. And nobody had told me, and I'd bought popcorn. I'll tell you what, 
I went out with the whole thing because I just daren't touch the popcorn. Yes. No one That's did anything. Great. It would. I mean, the film is absolutely amazing. I think it comes. It can come up again in another category for me. But just that experience of going, oh my god, like we're all so scared of the film and of making noise and so aware of each other. Yeah. I wasted my popcorn. I wish somebody had told me I could have saved a fiver. That's so great. That's a perfect answer. It's true. A quiet place made. That's the thing. I think it was Robbie Collins talked about it before I saw it, but he was right that it makes you. If you watch it in a cinema, full cinema, you're all complicit. You all have to be quiet or you're set up the monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Oh, good. You see? Yeah, Do you no. mean it's like you're in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet. And I just, I got in a minute late. What have all films did I get in a minute late? I never late for anything, right? Parking. And everyone was really quiet. And I heard a girl go, I heard a girl go, I'm just going to put them down. And I was like, what are you on about? Yeah. Like, it must be just the beginning bit. And then it was, I had to sit there with the popcorn on my lap. Because I didn't put it down. I'm such a scaredy cat, I'll get yeah. told off. And just wasted my popcorn. And I just thought, what a beautiful experience. Yeah. Did you eat it on the way home? Yeah, I take it. I yeah, always yeah, take yeah. popcorn home. Great. Like, why don't you just leave it? I'm like, it's wasted. I've spent, <laughs> spent an extra 50p going large. <laughs> you, do you go alone to the cinema? Yeah, I do. Love that. Yeah. Me too. The best. All right, great. Well, also, you don't talk to anyone. You're not meant to talk yeah, to anyone while you're in with there. people? I'm not sharing my sweets. All my popcorn, <laughs> all my tango ice blast, so I don't really need you there. Yeah. Unless I need you to drive me and help me pack, I don't need you there. Uh, I do like to go to a horror, a horror and a comedy. They're we're, the only two things I like to go with. Well, people. that's a lot of films that you need someone yeah. for. Well, only because comedy is like, oh, we're laughing together. And horror so, is like, oh, we're scared together. But yeah, everything no, else, no. crying films, no thank don't, you. I go a lot, if I'm, if I'm going to go by myself, I don't go, I don't really go of an evening. I'm right. not, and I don't yes. choose seats where I'm sat in between some people. Oh, no. I'm like sat by myself. Yes. But it is more like a five o'clock showing. Right. There's not that many people in it. And the comedy, I'd love to go with people. Horrors, I don't actually, unless it's something like It or something that everyone's talking about, I don't really go see them just because I know that I'm watching the corner of the screen. I like them though. I saw Halloween the other day. I thought oh, it was yeah. great. Um, I do like them, but I just think I'm only going to be watching the corner and, and <laughs> or going like that and someone's going to try and take my hand down. So what's yeah. the point? Yeah. But if I, I would I would go to see a horror by myself, but I would go at like five o'clock. So you call them corner films? What's horrors, that? Horrors. Where corner films? Yeah, where you're just watching the corner. The corner, <laughs> corner film. We're going to see just a corner, a corner film. film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is... Oh, here we go. Bloody hell. Well, I'm changing the question. What is the film that you think is the sexiest? Are you saying bloody hell because you... I'm just saying bloody hell, we have to do this question. All right, no, because what I, I, I... You know... It's, I think it's a weird question, right? I'm not going to lie. And um, so I inter- have interpreted it as what I think is the sexiest looking. Sexiest Sorry. looking? Looking film, sexiest. Okay. You said sexiest. Yeah, and yeah what that's I think how looks, you interpret it. Looks brilliant is Avatar. Okay. What? Why did you first do that? Remember, there's a massive part that's missing in my life. So when <laughs> I did go when I was 16... Well, that's a sexy looking computer game. It is, game. It's absolutely... It doesn't do anything for me like that, but I'm saying, aesthetically, when yeah. I first saw that, I was like, wow, that is absolutely amazing. Blew my mind. Right. Like, on a massive screen, these blue things that are essentially naked with, like, paint on them was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not happy with my answer again? I am really happy with it. If, I'd have got, if I was allowed to go to the cinema yeah. from 13 to 20, I imagine there's so many other things that look absolutely amazing, but for me, it's Avatar. <laughs> It's a very sexy looking film. Yeah, at the time of watching it as well. Yeah, that's what I've got very colourful, 
Lots of blue things knocking about. Plus, it was just big when I, you know, I think I was about six, 17 when I watched that. I think I was about 17 and I was like, mm. bearing in mind I hadn't been to the hadn't cinema a lot since as you well. Were 11. So I hadn't been to the cinema that yeah. much. And then these big blue things come on and I was just like, wow, what this a world. Is sexy. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, you're in luck because there's seven more Avatar films on the way. Brilliant. <laughs> you're going to be, you'll be exhausted. Uh, are we going to do the subcategory? So, the subcategory. I'm going to ask it. You ask it, and I'll probably change your question again. The subcategory is troubling boners, worrying wide ones. Again, I'm not sure why this question still is on the list. Because so many people refuse to answer it. <laughs> it's a film you, you found sexy and thought, maybe I shouldn't have found that sexy. So, I haven't interpreted, no, your, question, you've got your, interpreted own. your question like that. I've gone, I've answered it with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Right, not because I find that sexy and, it, uh, and, and you know, that thing that you said, it doesn't do any of that. Yeah. I thought their chemistry on screen was... Troubling. <laughs> Mesmerising. Me too. And I don't want to say, but I think it was the start. Oh, it was definitely the start. You could, you could it was brilliant. Well, Absolutely. it wasn't the middle. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have had that chemistry, if yeah. you ask me. Ask me. <laughs> It's definitely honeymoon stage. <laughs> it was the start. It was before, I think. You can, you can just, yeah, before, just start. You, People was, don't have chemistry if they've had sex. That is what oh, I think. Right, interesting. If they've, if they haven't had sex, they'll have loads and loads of chemistry. Just fizzling, you can see yeah. it. It's if just you could see sex, it. You could yeah. feel it. It was so mesmerising to watch, and you just, you just knew it. And it, they were like, it was so real. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not particularly troubling, but I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I think that's it. We all troubled by poor Jennifer Aniston whilst being into the See, there you go, there you go. That's what's troubling me. That's troubling me. It's poor Jennifer. Poor Jennifer, while you're watching. Having to watch that. But if I were her, I'd be going, okay, you've not done it yet because there's a lot of chemistry here on screen. Now, what can I do to stop it? Yeah, it's on its way. And then she gets dressed up as As Mrs. Mrs. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Jen Han. I'm just getting into a Mrs. Smith outfit. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Uh, great answers, actually. Great answers. Very original answer, Avatar. No one said Avatar <laughs> in any of these categories. <laughs> what is uh, the... Stop looking at my answer. I know, I'm yeah. trying to remember the question. Okay. What is the film that you most relate to? Could be the character. Could be the atmosphere of it. Could be the setting. <clears throat> Could be anything. How do you interpret it? I'm going to go with The Hangover, right? Okay. Shall I tell you why? For why? Yeah, please do. So, no, we'll leave it there. Okay. <laughs> please do. <laughs> no, only because I've been on holiday mm-hmm. with uh, my sister and cousin and the weirdest things have happened to us where after three days we've gone, oh my God, we've got home and gone, what the hell just happened? And it isn't, it isn't from alcohol. It's just the weirdest things have happened to us. For instance... We got in a taxi and we're making our way to my uncle's house in Cyprus. And the taxi driver, after about an hour, just said, get out. (laughs) What? Just get out. And he got our our luggage out on the side of the motorway. Yeah. And we were like, so what? He basically was like, I can't find it. Just get out. And left us. And so we were on the middle of the highway, on the edge of the highway. And we flagged down a taxi and got in the taxi. And he's like, where do you want to go? And was told him the address. And he's like, oh, my God, you're Suggy's niece. He knew my uncle and he knew no where I And it was my uncle's friend no who then way. took us to his place. And then it was all going really well. And then we locked ourselves out. 
And so we were like, now we're locked out. Now we need to go to Iron Apple because we can't get back in and there's no like locksmith to get us back in. My uncle's trying to figure it out from England. And so we were like, let's just go out to Iron Apple. And then we got harassed by these people who wanted to take us on this boat, sex boat. And it was just all weird. And we sat there in the middle of Iron Apple, on a bench, not drinking, looking around going, what the absolute fuck? What the fuck? Why have we ended up here? How are we going to get back in tonight? How did we nearly just get pulled on a sex boat? <laughs> what is happening? We need to go back. And it just, it will constant like that for days and days and days. Mm-hmm. I got so burnt by the sun because it was the first holiday I'd been on without my mum. Also, we didn't really know what sun cream were. And I was so <laughs> dark. 18, no, okay. maybe about 20. And I got so dark and sunburnt that I started to turn white. And I would get in these white marks all <laughs> over my body. And I was just like, oh, my God. And it just it just progressively got worse. And wow. we got back home and we were just like, oh, my God, I don't know what happened. I need a break. I need a break. But how the hell did this man just randomly stop in the middle yeah. of Cyprus and be my uncle's friend? That is really mad. Did you end up with tattoos on your face, Mike Tyson tattoos? No, unfortunately not, but that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Always too aware, though, because we don't drink. So. Yeah. So then that that's what makes it worse, because you sat in the middle of Iron Apple going, we're absolutely sober. What the fuck? So your life is like the hangover without a hangover. Without the hangover, there you go. Just. But th- none the of that would happen in real. After. But none of that would happen in real life. In England, I won't get thrown out of a taxi no. and then just randomly bump into my friends. Well, it's more likely to happen in England because you're nearer your. What if I'm just in the middle of London? I don't know anyone. It's the same as Cyprus. I don't know anyone. Yeah. How likely is that to happen? You know. That's we get locked out of a flat and then just have to go to Iron Apple because we can't get back in. What? <laughs> Go to Iron Apple just because you locked out of a well, flat. Well, exactly. There's no locksmiths. No locksmiths. We were already ready to go somewhere. How'd you get back in? Uh, then he, my uncle had sorted it by the time we'd come back. Ah. His mates. No. No, thank you. So there was a time when my sister was like, <laughs> I know how to get in using a bank card. Yeah. And she did. And she got in using a bank no. card. I didn't even know you could really do that. No, I didn't. I also thought we were going to have to smash the window and I thought, are oh, we going to now, we can't leave this, we're going soon. We're yeah. here for three days. It's going to have a smash window. But with, she got us in. With a bank card. See? What bank was it? Oh, it'll be in HSBC. We only do Lovely. HSBC. Okay. Just see what home. I'm saying? So, the hangover, we're at the hangover. Perfect answer. Whew, I'm exhausted thinking about it. You're doing so well. Uh, what is... What's the greatest film ever made? Objectively. 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 Aliens come, they go, what is cinema? You go, it's this one. Get out. Okay, yeah, correct. You You can have that. I just think it's absolutely brilliant. For me, it's what a film should be. I think if an alien came and said, oh, like, what is cinema? Just sit down and watch this. Because they get a perception of the world where Mm -hmm. they go, okay, this is is Earth. Yeah. Um, They moved. It's scary. There's so many themes that I, to this day, I'll read an article and go, oh, my God, I never even saw that theme in it. Never even realised that. There's so many quotes from... um, Peel himself, where I'm like, wow, like that is so you intelligent. Really and I thought just about this. Yeah. Really, really thought really hard about this, and yeah. it's so woven and so complex. I just think no matter how many times I watch it, there'll always be something new. And what blows my mind is people thought it was a comedy. Yeah, well, because it's funny, that's why people think it's a comedy. But, but it's like, everything, it's everything. But when people say to me it's funny, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> it's not. If you only want a <laughs> from a comedy, then do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not vacation comedy. No, yeah. It's not comedy like but, vacations are comedy. But Peter said himself that it's a documentary. Yeah. Which it is. Yeah. And I just find it so um, 
scary. Yeah. And again, like the impossible, the threat is real. Yeah. It's a real threat, and that's what I think I find scary is that's real. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I would feel his new film, I'm, I, I'd feel so much pressure if I was him because he nailed it so perfectly with but I just think he's brilliant. Yeah. I, I just think, think even, even watching like KMP, like again yeah. and again and again and again and again, it's funny. So yeah. I don't, I'm not that nervous about. And because it was so good, you can't just have one idea that's absolutely brilliant. Like, that's fucking complex and amazing and then just have something shit in your head. Like, his next film, surely he's been thinking about it for years and years and years. I hope so. And the actors, like, in Get Out were amazing. Ah. And he'd watch them, he'd watch Daniel Kaluuya for years. So he's not just going to go, do you know what? It is flawless, Get Out. It really is flawless. And it's spicy and it's scary. Scary as hell. And it's it's fun. That's what I think is also... I have talked about this on the podcast, but for a film that is... If you laid out the themes of it, you go, that is an Oscar-worthy, heavy, heavy, heavy film. But it's really entertaining and fun. Yeah. And yet it does do all the things that are really heavy. And I think you watch it once and you still need to watch it two, three times and go, I didn't see that bit. I didn't see that look. Yeah. Or that's what that means. Or that's what that means uh, in relation to today. It's that kind of stuff. Or that's Mm. what that means back in the day. It's just so complex and complicated and... I thought my mind was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you feel not alone? Yeah, I was like, he's a weirdo too. <laughs> wonder how many times he kills himself in a day. <laughs> how many times does he go to the second place? Um, what is a film you could watch or have watched the most over and over and over again? Um, I, I'm sure this comes up loads of times, uh, Bridesmaids. It does come up and it is welcome to because it is a fantastic it's absolutely film. hilarious. And I find things funny. Mm-hmm. I'm easily pleased. And, you know, I, I, I'll find something stupid funny. But I don't often find films funny. I just go, that's like for, for years, it took me years to find Step Brothers funny. <laughs> because I'd start it and i just kept go, trying and that's yeah, the main thing. Oh my God, I'd get to six, seven minutes. Oh, it's not for me, it's not for me. I'd start again, but people talk about it all the time. And now I find it brilliant. Yeah. I find it so funny. But with Bridesmaids, the first time round, I found it absolutely hilarious. Like I just, I was so happy that it was this all, all, like women's cast anyway, yeah. really, predominantly. And then I just thought every single one of them are absolutely hilarious. It's a wonderful film. It's just brilliant right from the start. And it's the so The opening is stupid. amazing. It's brilliant. I mean, yeah, when she's on the gate and it's just moving and yeah. I just oh, straight away I start laughing and I think this is But her good putting time. on makeup and then getting back into bed and pretending to be asleep is such just, a fucking great detail. And then, just, and then it just spirals like this yeah. and it just gets bigger and bigger. And just even the little bit where the... You know, they're singing with a microphone and pulling it off each other. It's like, no matter how many times <laughs> yeah. I watch it, I still, for some reason, find it funny that she's pulling off at me. I mean, the scene on the aeroplane. Oh, my God. It's absolutely hilarious. It's fucking Oh, good. it's just... I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I will watch it over and over. And I don't really watch films over and over again. I don't. Like, I've got what I need to get out of it once or twice. But with Bridesmaids, if it's on, if I see it on anywhere... Yeah. ...or whatnot, or someone's got it in their collection, Bridesmaids... That's it, Bridesmaids. Me. That's it. Don't put an avatar. <laughs> Don't want to set her up. Put on Bridesmaids. We might save her. Uh, what is... What's that? Is Worst. That... Uh, Moist. Uh, we don't like to be negative here on this podcast, but uh, so we'll be quick with this one. But what's the worst film you've ever seen? Okay, nothing to do with... 
the actress at all, but if you say worst... Jurassic Park, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar. Um, the worst film I've seen mm. is a film called Kidnap. Have you seen it? Is this with, um, uh, don't tell me, uh, with, what's her face? Uh, Halle Berry? Yes. Yes. And uh, 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 her son is in the boot? Oh, don't know who her son is, sorry. It's just... Go on. Just, it has potential to be a really good film. Yes. Because the premise is so good. And yes. just, just We're only going to briefly touch on we're it because, you know, t- it's you not like... I've told you there's a million things that make a good film, right? Yeah. And something little could be out. And also... We're still, like, opinionated these days. It's so yeah. easy for me to say, I don't like that, I like that, I don't like that. Yeah. It's just that it ha- the, the premise is so good and it has potential to be a great film, and for me, it just... She's, in, she's on the call. She's like a 999 cool woman, and the uh, person says, I've got a, I've kidnapped someone. Yeah, and the, she chased them down, and then the yeah, door... And then, yeah. you know, and, and you it's think really the kid, It's so exciting, and it yeah. just doesn't cut it. The trailer was really good. Great I have trailer. to say that. It was a really good trailer. So we found the silver lining. Yeah. Good answer. Great trailer. So our favourite trailer is Kidnap. <laughs> uh, what is um, the film? Now, you're, you're, you're funny. What's the film that made you laugh the most? Was that, is that the question? Yeah. So what, did, what was Bridesmaids over and over again? Okay, the funniest <laughs> what's the, the film. What's the funniest film? Girls Trip. Oh. What? Great. No, great oh, answer. Right, right, right. Oh, Modern. Only surprised me in that it's very recent, but it's a great well, film. because I didn't used to find films funny. I thought, oh, that's oh, yeah. nice, but I'm not laughing. Why is everyone laughing out loud? That's really, that is really, that's nice. That's a snigger. What changed? Um, maybe I just got a, a life. Right. <laughs> maybe I came out of the hole. Um, no, everything normally was a. <laughs> that's silly. That's a snigger. Girls trip. I went to. Um, did we watch it in Clapham? And the audience were full, and it was like. Uh, interactive theatre, it was like panto. It was absolutely amazing. People were talking back to the screen. People right. were howling, clapping, <laughs> clicking. And I didn't expect a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, I'm going to get a few little giggles. But it just started, and it just didn't stop for me. Just yeah. joke on joke and joke and joke and got funnier and funnier and funnier. And just watching it in this space um, where everyone were clicking and clapping and talking back, like, but not in a bad way. No, brilliant, loving it. Mm, yeah, mm. Yeah. Loving it, clicking, clapping, joining in with her. I, I think Girl Strip's absolutely hilarious. You can have it. I'm that. You can have it. And I'm, I struggled because I thought, it. which one over and over again? Is it Bridesmaids? Is it, you know, Girl's Trip? But you got them both in. Got them both in there. That's a lovely answer. I mean, it's a very modern answer. But, cause I just but you've only just learned to laugh in the yeah. last year or so. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> Good that you chose one in that period. Now, um, Mandip Gill, you've been absolutely excellent. I've loved doing this. Genuinely been brilliant. I knew it would be good, but this has been better than I expected. <laughs> However, when you were making your cheese and pickle sandwich, you cut a bit of pickle off, you didn't realise you knocked on the floor, and you slipped, you fell on your back, the knife did a trajectory, went out of your hand, flew in the trajectory, came straight through your eye, went through your eye, through your brain, into the floorboards, where you were stuck, slowly bleeding to death because no one was there. When we eventually found you, which I'll be honest, was uh, two weeks later. It's only after the neighbours had reported it. So you couldn't even see the pickle because, like, no, it was under point, blood and it's gone, like, the same colour yeah. as my blood. By that point, also, rats had started to eat your body. Wow. So there's bits of you some are now, like, in the wall space where rats are gnawing away <laughs> at you. Right? My eyes just in the wall. We've pulled out the knife, but... 
<clears throat> your brain's gone all over the walls. We've had to sort of scrape some of the wall off. There's you, bits. Can I ask if somebody yeah. offered you therapy, would you take it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we can, we'll think about it. Both of us, we'll go to couples counseling. We'll sort of uh, so they're peeling you off the wall, off the floor, everything. We've done everything we can. We put you in the coffin, but because of all the extra bits of flooring and wall and stuff, there's more of you than there was of you. So there's now, we've actually stuffed you in the coffin. There's no room. There's no room in this coffin. There's literally only room for one DVD, which we can slide in the side with you to take over to the other side. And on the other side, there's movie night every night. And one movie night is your movie night. What's the film you're taking with you to show everyone in heaven on your movie night? I just think after everything that's happened, it's going to have to be Girls Trip. Oh, what a lovely choice. Well, it was going to be Get Out, but then I realised it... <laughs> My life, the death was so horrific. Yeah. I don't need to watch another thriller. No. So, whilst I'm stuck to a lamppost, I'm going to have a little laugh. Ah. Uh, to take girls' trip. That's a beautiful answer and it's made my heart sing. <laughs> Mandit Gill, you've been excellent. Is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners before you go? Anything you want to plug or anything? I don't actually, you know. We're going back on to another series of Doctor Who, so keep your eyes peeled for 2020. And... Even after everything I've said, I'm still not that weird. No, you're really not. Still don't need therapy. She says with fine. a single tear. She's <laughs> fine. She's fine. She's fine, she says, juggling three knives. <laughs> uh, Norma and Fatima, if you are listening, do tweet, Mandy. It would be so nice to have a reunion. <laughs> and uh, I'm now sending you to the other side with Girls Trip. You've been excellent. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And happy birthday. Oh, yeah, thanks. So that was episode 29. Please head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein to hear the extra 20 minutes of content with Mandit, which is also lots of fun. If you do enjoy the show, please subscribe and give it five stars and a nice review for the simple reason that apparently it helps our numbers. And that means more people get to hear it. I can keep making it, etc, etc, until we all die or the internet explodes. You can also keep up to date with other gigs I'm doing and any other stuff by following me on Twitter at Brett Goldstein and on Instagram at Mr. Brett Goldstein. God, it's a lot of admin. Thank you so much to Mandit for doing it. It was such a joy to spend time with her. Thank you to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting it. To Adam Richardson for the graphics. And Lisa Lydon for the photography. And thank you all for listening. I will see you next week for another excellent episode with one of the great comedians, Mr. Sean McLaughlin. But in the meantime, have a wonderful week. And please, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu.
Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.